you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix of popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all, Guys of the Chopper! Hello and welcome to the Best Movie 2 pod, the podcast that answers the question in any given situation. We've got Daryl here from the Cage Rage podcast. Hi, Daryl. Hello. What question are we answering today? Well, it's a question I think that we need to answer given your state of mind today. (laughs) It's the uh, Best Movie 2 Relax and Chill Out 2. Yeah, switch your brain off for um, when 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 you're down, when you're... Maybe not, maybe not fully hungover, but maybe you come in from work and you've you've been fired, or the printer's not working, and you've decided to just leave some stuff that's like GDPR inappropriate. You know who's getting who's getting demoted and whose whose bonus is getting switched to like socks at Christmas. <laughs> and you've got oh, to your I'm fridge. There. <laughs> There's no food, and you're like I just need to switch my brain off. Um, <laughs> so, are you are you do you often need this situation? I feel like all the time, you know, you just wake up and remember, oh yeah, life, that's a thing that, <laughs> that's still happening, isn't it? Um, yeah, actually, this might be a ne- more necessary than most of the episodes we've done, is uh, people going, I need to absolutely escape the hellhole. There's, I'll, I'll go for a swim. Oh no, the rivers are full of my own feces. <laughs> that, that Thames water have gladly made me pay to pump out into a, a nearby lake. Yeah, well, if well, if I'm contributing towards it, then I want to get my, the most of it. So I'm going to get a, <laughs> I'm going to get a mouthful. When the bombs eventually drop, I want to be as radioactive proof as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's why I eat so much fiber, just to make sure. Like I'm I'm helping the beavers if anything to fill them dams. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a it. this is about the time we go for on the podcast. I we try to ensnare as many kind of classy people as possible get them to listen to for more than a minute so that we've got their, you know, their viewing numbers mm-hmm. and then just go into human waste. <laughs> <laughs> so I was having a couple of lists uh, for this. I thought one thing that I, I like, I, I like in a film where you can switch off is that it's not complicated and you mm-hmm. don't have to, well, you literally don't have to think. And then back to the future popped up a few times, which I wasn't too happy about because I think you do have to think in Back to the Future. You, well, one, there's there's way too much peril. I think you want you want low peril, maybe. Um, mm. I don't know how you feel about that. Is that controversial? I think that's agreeable because I was kind of thinking about this as like what you know what what situation, what's the vibe got to be when you're switching your brain off? Like you've had that long day, you're at the nine to five, your mouth is full of feces from the swim to the work <laughs> because your village has been flooded. <laughs> um is it you've come back home wife's took the kids dog's gone um your dog's took the kids (laughs) (laughs) your wife's been cheating with your dog (laughs) to be fair you do come home just thinking of sewage every time so fair enough (laughs) this is the future that the left wants god damn it (laughs) (laughs) so like i'm dripping head to tippy toe in absolute brown slop and what what am i doing like the door's wide open sofa's gone i go straight for the dvd pile um, because fortunately, she, um, you know, the wife has left the DVD player, um, which is good of her. Um, taking hard rain, the uh, the Morgan Freeman Christian Slater movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's you know she's she's not a complete you know the the the, the relationship hasn't demoralised into complete uh, 
divorce territory screaming over a stack of papers just yet. <laughs> We can win it back, people. There is hope for us. I'm allowed yeah. to see them at the weekend. Well, the, the one that's got my eyes, anyway. <laughs> because they took those in the divorce as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Back to the Future is a good shout, though. Not enough future in Back to the Future one. Um, a lot of past. Yeah. Um, I think Back to the Past sounds like too much like Back to the Ass, though, which was the great, <laughs> the great porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 88 thrusts an hour. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna unclassy it then and say in that one he actually does sleep with his mum, but we're gonna I've covered myself by saying I was gonna say that, but I haven't. Exactly. That that is the allegedly of the podcast world. I was gonna say it, but yeah. I didn't. I'm just, just throwing out throwing out questions, guys. <laughs> We're just the people asking the big questions. What, too real for you? <laughs> just give us the money for our Back to the Future porn parody. Um, but yeah, do you, I think he, well, you do have to think a bit because there's all the science stuff in Back to the Future. Like, I know they cover themselves and it's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, if, if, you look, if you look past the very strong potential of incest, absolutely fine. <laughs> You just get the, the little like music sting, like diddling. It's like, oh, his mum's tongue's in his mouth. Diddling. I refuse <laughs> to look past the peril of incest in any movie that I watch. <laughs> that's a that's a make or break for me, actually. Even with Jaws, I'm like, so is Brody's sister around? What are we saying? <laughs> when are they gonna kiss the shark? <laughs> God fucking damn it! Um. So, like, what factors? I think some important factors. Uh, short, maybe a short length as well mm. for the movie. Um, either that or you don't care about turning it off when it's time to go to bed and then have your nightmares about, oh, God, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one that you, you can afford to dip out on. It's almost like a background movie if you sort of, if you need to do other stuff in the meantime. But I was, um, you know, maybe you are hungover because I was asking my other half about this and she was like, well, for me, when I'm like hungover and I just need to switch off, it's always Shrek. Um, <laughs> I think she's specifically Shrek too. I think she said um, mm. it's one that you can just turn off, let the silly green man do his little thing, let the silly donkey do his thing, um, and just have a little lovely time in you know in a lovely faraway land. Well, I think Shrek two builds on it, doesn't it? Because it's that's one of those. Uh sequels that is maybe better than the first is that too controversial i mean when we talk about like the godfather 2 terminator 2 we don't mm. throw shrek 2 in enough i think but you've got yeah. some bang banging musical numbers by uh uh, uh not Dawn french uh jennifer saunders yeah um i that's what i always call it just not Dawn french i love abfab <laughs> with not Dawn french i refer to most people as not Dawn french i love terminator 3 directed by not Dawn french um <laughs> narrows down a lot really when you think yeah. about it <laughs> um yeah some banger musical numbers there is there's some mild peril but not enough um to like really worry you don't get your stresses up uh i do i do sometimes think about that gingerbread man that they made uh you know the huge gingerbread man in shrek 2 that they just oh leave, yeah they leave him in the water <laughs> and and his name is mongo um <laughs> It was a different time, Jamie. Yeah. It was a different time when we could just throw out names like Mongo. <laughs> like, I think even if Americans didn't know, 
Mike Myers was there, and he's he's got like um, I think British family. I think his family's from Liverpool actually. Uh, so surely he would know. Maybe we don't call the the giant like slow witted gingerbread man Mongo. <laughs> or maybe it was his idea. He was like, "Why don't we? What do we call a Mongo, you guys?" I mean, as as a six foot four dim witted ginger man myself, <laughs> I take a lot of offence to Mongo. <laughs> Flashbacks to a lot of primary school bullying. Oh, you're not going to like how we title this episode then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah, let's throw Shrek two in there. That's good. We've got. Um, so this is in terms of talking about uh, running length, where you don't care how long it runs. I've actually got the first Transformers movie on my list. Oh. Uh, because these are the terrible movies, the Transformers movies. <laughs> but the the first one is so dumb that and and it does do all it does all that world building, but it does it in a way that you don't actually care. Mm. You know, you don't care yeah. why Bumblebee can't speak properly and why no one will fix his voice. You don't care why the Autobots are fighting the Decepticons. You don't care why. Um, Shia LaBeouf seems to be having a stroke in every scene. <laughs> I think they revealed in a uh, Transformer Six that it turns out Bumblebee was just a massive racist. <laughs> it couldn't. They had to switch him off. <laughs> They're going to put out the Bumblebee cut in like southern parts of America, where everyone's like, "Yeah, he's just saying what we were thinking." <laughs> <laughs> That's what a car would say. <laughs> um. Yeah, he, he has the, uh, the 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 same horn as the Dukes of Hazard guys when he plays. <laughs> yeah, anytime he just he sees just like I don't know um, a Fiat five hundred goes past and gets aroused. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my only long film on my list though because I do think you well especially like I I do like to get the end at the end of a film when I've come in especially when it's like horror like I used to. As a kid, I, I if I was watching like a Halloween, I had to make sure I got to the very end, or or a Freddy movie to be like, well, they killed Freddy this time. I'm sure he won't be back. I'm sure he won't. <laughs> I'm sure, New Line Cinema won't milk this for every penny it's worth. <laughs> and the real nightmare was the uh, the men in suits. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the franchise uh, potential of the film. <laughs> Oh, God bless horror franchises slowly getting worse as time goes on. I think I think horror's often like a decent shout there. Cause I was thinking about like I would probably put like a horror film on there. Maybe like I think this could be very interchangeable, like any Friday the thirteenth film, any Halloween, any nightmare, because it's just kind of like, look, I know what's gonna happen. I know some horny, horny teenagers are gonna get some uh, good old fashioned Christian comeuppance. Uh, how dare you show your boobs I know how how dare you exude your youthful radiance put them away (laughs) Um, yeah if you want to switch your brain off I'd say go go past Halloween 2 because I think you you want it to be characters who you actively hate that you're seeing killed off you don't want it to be like oh no they were they were right they were just doing the right thing you know that, that was that was the sheriff who was really hard at work you want to see the sheriff who bumbles along and doesn't believe the kids and is like racist towards the one black character and when he gets a, a fake looking arrow in the eye you're like yeah you you just maybe you you're around the like wrong 10 five <laughs> where they're shooting in bulgaria and being like this is a uh, appalachian country don't worry 
<laughs> this is sacred ground. This is probably fine. <laughs> Do they have Appalachian lawyers? Not my business. Where's that arrow <laughs> prop department? <laughs> yeah. It's just a string that even the actor has to hold up out of their eye and be like, oh, this arrow that hit me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Doink. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> He even has to do the noise into the visible mic boom. <laughs> look, straight into the, look straight into the camera. They add it in post. I never know the name of the, the springy doorstops that go... <laughs> as the arrow just like ricocheting back and forth. Oh, that thing they hit when someone gets like an erection in a, in a goofball movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we can we can uh, we can throw a few of them in like the kind of cheesy, cheesy eighties horrors. Um, maybe I'm always happy with banging scream on. Actually, there's most scenarios where I'd be happy to put the first scream on. Uh, mm. I think mainly because the humor overrides like the the horror. Yeah, you know, you you're watching it along with the filmmakers, kind of being like, oh, there's the fonts getting gutted. Nice. <laughs> uh just uh quickly freeze screen like these days are <laughs> i think they missed the trick when he was getting stabbed he should have put two thumbs up and been like hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it, if they had the opportunity again when the inevitable reboot comes you know, yeah. let's, get, let's get all this um obsession with recalls out of the way um, and let's just go back and just really destroy a franchise, yeah. I think. Shot for shot remake, but just with like mild tweaks. <laughs> Every time a character gets stabbed, they wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> they just do that like, oh no, I've been stabbed, doopsie doopsie. <laughs> <laughs> they just make like some <laughs> cartoon network like um, skedaddling noises like... This is so me, isn't it? Getting stabbed. Uh. <laughs> what am I like? <laughs> That's gonna hurt in the morning. Yeah, that, that, we could make the there's there's like the the postmodern horror, and this would be the the post postmodern horror of just kind of Generation Z being like, can you even believe? <laughs> well, I cannot. I cannot with these stabbings. <laughs> we need just just more like. Um, Gen Z remakes of like sort of millennial sort of Gen X kind of horror, uh, just very <laughs> very annoying, very self aware. Um, it's like oh my god, I actually can't, I actually yeah. can't. Um, when they're just trying to scoop their guts back in. Um, oh god, Psycho would be an Airbnb now, wouldn't it? And <laughs> like you are so getting a four star rating. <laughs> Did you ask for consent to make that hole in the shower wall? I don't think you did. <laughs> bloody, bl- bloody new wave of kids with their <laughs> with their understanding of laws. Let people uh, stab. <laughs> Drake and Norman would have a podcast now if they made Psycho now. Oh, almost definitely. But he would he would have to be him and his mother as well. I think. Or he'd he'd get the guest on. Maybe this would be the thing. This this is he would be inviting millennial podcasters or Gen Z podcasters, um, or those like dark tourists um, who love getting their rocks off with some like spooky goings on, or the true crime ones where they're like, and then he ripped the flesh from her body. Oh Jesus Christ, this is great! Like, oh, some someone did die. Maybe don't you know your your Patreon episode seemed to be making a lot of money. 
Are you? Is that going to the families or? <laughs> it's it's actually going back into the podcast. <laughs> I actually don't make a penny. I actually don't make a penny from this. It's for posters, better posters of the people <laughs> who were mutilated in the story. <laughs> it's called branding, baby. <laughs> it's called branding. That's what we do. <laughs> um, we we're moving we're moving slightly away from the topic, which is um, which I'm livid about. Daryl, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a film at you that I think I can watch in most situations, but this is probably the best to talk about. Roadhouse. Have you seen Roadhouse? I feel like I saw it maybe when I was but a wee lad. <laughs> um so it's been a while since I've roadhoused. And you're saving it up for like a big day. Yeah, I think I say save it up for the day I turn forty. I think that's an appropriate <laughs> age to watch Roadhouse again. There's a surprise birthday party going on, and you're like, everyone, shut, get out of my house, shut up. I'm watching Roadhouse. <laughs> you either all sit down and watch Roadhouse, or you all fucking leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will kick you in the manner that everybody gets kicked in this movie. <laughs> I will put on my tightest jeans. <laughs> my sluttiest little black top i mean i did ask that you wear that for the for the pod and i'm glad even though it's not a video pod i'm glad that you you did that and got oiled up to do the the tai chi <laughs> section of the recording i'm uh, always ready <laughs> oh is there any is there any others that you can think of that are kind of um that are, we can get into details for like more specific between you and me but if you're just generically somebody who you don't really know is like, God, I've had a shit day. And you're like, well, why are you talking to me? Let's say you're on the tube and you've just got a couple of minutes with someone and they're saying, oh, it's just, it's just not gone well. You know, my, my hedge fund has done a, done a crash. As, as they always do. I think that's how it works. Hedge funds, they crash. I think they get trimmed. I, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think the ISA gets deregulated or something. Sometimes happened. <laughs> who knows but I've, I think like the perfect thing I, I think you can't help but almost go to like the classics when you want to switch your brain off because there's kind of a comfort to it you know what you're getting um, just a few weeks ago there was like a re-screening of Jurassic Park in the cinema that I saw and it was like, like just just about two hours so I just sat back going uh, this is all very silly isn't it and then Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> in a helicopter going that originally went out for Woody Woodpecker that part but he was busy <laughs> I think anything with Jeff Goldblum I think you can make an argument is a is a good way just to just switch off but I think Jurassic Park's just a great shout because it's just let the movie do its thing by the end of it I think you can argue that the characters just haven't really learned anything. They've just survived whilst the uh, the dinosaurs are just, I don't even know, like they they say they can't reproduce, so they're just going around, just slowly going to die out, I guess. So unless, everyone, everyone unless wins. Jeff Goldblum decides to reproduce with the dinosaurs, which should have been the sequel. <laughs> called, you know, Jurassic Park, Life Finds a Way, and it's just, it's a very graphic Goldblum just getting into the T-Rex, like, oh, you, th you think you'll take my leg? Okay. <laughs> you take my leg, I'll take your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> those, sequels, those sequels should have had each of those characters being millionaires from the hush money, surely. <laughs> 
Jeff Goldblum's like, just like, hey, you can either give me a uh, hundred million dollars or I'm going to go back to your island. I'm going <laughs> to, oh, hey, uh, fucking suck your dinosaur. Just like going to the shop, that shop from Seven and being like, I need you to make me a seven foot strap on. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, I've done worse. Don't worry. <laughs> Just, just that helicopter, like just one eighties and turns back round. <laughs> John Williams crying in the thing, like, how do you, how do I score this? <laughs> it's like, please, I'm also trapped on this island. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum jumps off the helicopter, doesn't have a parachute, doesn't need one. Um, just everyone else is like, what, the, what the fuck just happened? Uh, and then we cut to the alternate timeline, Jurassic Park two. It's uh, gold bloom dinosaurs dino blooms <laughs> if you will <laughs> oh god that would be a great movie to well you wouldn't switch your head off because you'd just be so intent watching it like what are they going to do next or they, and he he has shown in previous movies he can do cross species experiments he was in the fly so all <laughs> we need to do is we get him in the fly containers from jurassic park and you've got a tyranno gold bloomosaurus <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg messed up this franchise. I don't know. Have you seen any of the later Jurassic Parks? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind, obviously, Jurassic World, like the first one. I didn't mind that. Mm. That was all right. And then the second one kind of was what it was. And then I cut, I definitely saw the third one when they got all, all like the, the uh, legacy cast back. And I can't tell you what happened in it. I think mean, that's the thing with like with these sequels, where like you want to have. We sort of talk about the nostalgia to switch your brain off and relax to, but I think they're just trying to copy too much of what happened. No fucking or sucking, which is a real big, <laughs> uh, you know, down score for me. So, I think we're ready. Like you, you meant to, you meant to grow with a franchise. You know, that's mm. why um, J.K. Rowling apparently she changed the writing when she wrote those Harry Potter books so that it became more complex as it went on. And she, she started to put in, you know, gender critical theory as it went on. Um, <laughs> but, but the Jurassic Park franchise should have grown with us. You know, we were kids in awe and shock in the first one. Mm. If it had grown with like in the later ones, it should be a character just like struggling to buy a house and maybe, you know, family members have started dying off and, Go, go that you know. Ignore the dinosaurs. Ignore the island. Have like Sam Neil. You know, his, his hips bad now. <laughs> Let people be old. Yeah, people... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we go to a franchise that there's there's three good ones of Indiana Jones. That's you can. I think you can switch your brain off for Temple of Doom, um, mm. if only to bypass like some of the racism in it. Um, yeah. Because that was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that was my like main impression of India when I was a child. I was like, is that, is it all like that? Huge killer bats and then just cults that are trying to kill you. And then don't worry, the British have turned up at the end to save them. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we were real good guys back then. <laughs> Me at six years old, standing to attention, hand against my head, <laughs> <laughs> screaming for the queen. <laughs> I still, whenever I've been to America, I go up to everyone and just be like, you're welcome. <laughs> Temple of Doom, you know what I'm talking about. You're welcome. And then we kiss and Coldplay starts playing. <laughs> which which of the indie films do you reckon is best for like a good old brain melty 
you know, you don't want to think about how tomorrow you've got to fire Sandra because was mm. doing cutbacks. Um, I mean, Sandra had it coming. Let's be honest, um, yeah. because those emails were not for us to see down in a down in the <laughs> down in the trenches. And she um, wasn't very responsive to our slutty Jurassic Park reboot idea. <laughs> you know, the Christmas party when I slurred over to and tried to do a Goldblum dinosaur impression. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, apparently that was sexual harassment. Nice one, Sandra. Um, I think I think you probably make an argument for any of them. I don't think you can go too wrong with uh, your, your Raiders, your classic Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Um because, you know, we all know that Nazis are bad. So let's just let them get the faces melted. Let Indy do his thing. Like, he's, he's just a man like the rest of us. He's just an archaeologist who's way beyond his station. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a teacher who didn't wind his neck in when you really think about it. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I suppose, like, let's say you've had a bad day at work and, you go, and you're like, oh, I really, I really fucked up today. Indy is like the worst professor ever. Like he's he's definitely sleeping with his students. <laughs> um and he, he when there's people outside his room who are like, please can you mark this? Please. Like I need I need this job. You know, my my, my dad's gonna send me to the military. Please just mark my essay. <laughs> he, he just he just goes out the window instead. He's like, nah, you're right. <laughs> so have you, that- my, have you seen my whip? Have you seen my whip? <laughs> <laughs> so why why have you got a black eye? Don't worry about it, shut up. <laughs> I don't feel safe around you and he just screams in your face I ran from a boulder for you <laughs> I think you're unwell Mr. Jones <laughs> he's dying of like lead poisoning from whatever weird mine he's been in say <laughs> so your eyes gone droopy shut up and get on with the project <laughs> I'm not going to mark it just give yourself what I gave you last time coughs up blood <laughs> credits play <laughs> The way it should have ended. <laughs> he dro- drops like his chemo medicine under the door. And he has to reach back for it like it's his hat. <laughs> Gets bit by it. There's a snake in his bag, because why not? <laughs> he just fucking loves it. Loves snakes, really. Mm. All um, right, so we'll throw an indie film in there. Any um, any comedies that you think that you can, like, proper, proper brain fart if, you, if your day's going, like, oh, I, I just need to not think about the world? Well, the, the one that sort of immediately popped into my head was one, again, admittedly, I've not seen it for a while, but I used to watch this all the time when I was like a teenager. Uh, just hot summer days, should be out doing teenage things with the friends, but not me. Uh, Pasty Skin McGee, curtains closed <laughs> on his fifth repeat viewing of like Napoleon Dynamite that week. Um, I used to like love Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know what it was because... I don't know if there's like a YouTube comment or something, but I swear I just saw some kind of review about it that just said, well, this is a film about nothing. <laughs> nothing really happens if you think about it. Like he's got a llama, his uncle throws a football. Um, he, tr- he has a little bit where he tries to like time travel with a little crystal machine. And I looked on Amazon for so long to find a time travel crystal machine. Um, they just don't exist. Um, and if you'd found it, then surely you would have sent it back to you so you didn't have to waste all that time looking for it. I know. I would have been stuck in an infinite loop of just sending it back to myself, <laughs> having achieved nothing. I was like, this is classic, Daryl. Um, and it may have helped instill a love of Dramaraquai as well to this day. Um, 
I was listening to Spotify. They've got this AI DJ now, which just terrifying. He says, you've been listening to Jamiroquai. I was like, don't tell everyone, though. Like, Oh, yeah. On. Yeah, I had a shared Spotify for a while with another comedian, Richard Spaulding, and when it got to the end of his year, the roundup was like, Natasha Bedingfield, Daniel Bedingfield. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he sent it to me like, well, this wasn't me, was it? Who listened to 15 hours of Daniel Bedingfield. I was like, well, I, I had a breakup this year, Richard. Maybe go easy on me. <laughs> let me feel yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's just the trap version of got to get through this over and over yeah that, that was that was our song we were going to play it at the wedding <laughs> <laughs> you're just stuck in your bedroom dancing like wrestler jeff hardy before he jumps off a ladder <laughs> <laughs> sweating crying uh, <laughs> and then on the floor just shane mcmahon oh no <laughs> Here comes the heartbreak. Here we go. <laughs> um, I'm just across the country dancing like Napoleon Dynamite doing his Jamari Kwai dance. Um, so do you reckon Napoleon Dynamite would be like, I suppose it's, it's, it is low stakes. There's no, also he's kind of an arsehole. So when bad things happen to him, it like, it doesn't raise your stress levels. You know, cause yeah. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Heartbreak Ridge with Andrew Garfield? Cause He's, he's no. just a, he's a really really nice guy in it. He's a he's a conscientious objector in in uh, Vietnam. I think it's Vietnam. It's one of the wars that the Americans like to start. Uh, but, <laughs> but he he's a conscientious objector, and like really really horrible stuff happens to him. And I remember watching it, just being like, oh no, he's he's a nice guy. <laughs> Whereas like if you want to turn your brain off and like not not raise your stress levels and just chill out, I think bad stuff happening to people who. They technically they're your hero, but they're also kind of an asshole. Mm. You're like, oh yeah, that's okay, that's all right. They're worse than me. I'm like, I don't know if I'm misremembering Napoleon Dynamite, but he's a bit like arrogant, isn't he? I think I think he came. I think because he's only got like one friend. I think he definitely projects. And he was like, I think someone asking like, what were you doing this summer? Is like, I was in the wilderness hunting wolverines. Gosh, and just like <laughs> lying, his pocket full of like, was it tater tots or something? Um, but one of the, I think one of the earliest true ginger representations on cinema for me as well. So there I can just, you know, see a real man, a hero, um, live to his full potential. And I think now in my thirties, he's really inspired my dance moves as well. Just <laughs> uncomfortable and sexually ambiguous. Yeah. I guess Crying on the dance floor. Is it, is it John, John Hader? Is that the actor's name? Yes. Yeah. He kind of, he was... He did a bunch of stuff, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be big. And then he, he dropped off in a way that I think, you know, once you get into your 30s and you, you're you watching a film and you're like, I've not, I've definitely not reached my potential in life. It's nice to also see someone who was like full of potential and then hasn't reached that. You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> is that too dark? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a real world application to Napoleon Dynamite where. Just like me in real time, I watch the dreams fade. <laughs> yeah, like that's why maybe watching, you know, watching a Mission Impossible movie at the back of your mind, you're still like, that man's a millionaire. He's he can fly a helicopter into literally someone's like back garden in Kent, and they'll come out and be like, oh my god, Tom Cruise! And like, you know, the dog jumped into the rotor blades, but we're still happy to see Tom Cruise. <laughs> the face is literally dripping with like flames. <laughs> like, oh my god, Tom fucking Cruise. I bet Tom Cruise, like, I bet he's he's killed a few people in a helicopter before. Like, he's. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, for for fear of being um, 
<laughs> sued because I don't have being sued money. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> um, I have no reason to allegedly doubt in my own alleged mind that Tom Cruise has allegedly killed people and allegedly paid them off. Allegedly. Okay. Well, I mean, you are winking as you say that. I know people can't see that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you fall asleep oh jesus that one <laughs> it's, the, it's the lead poisoning <laughs> um, so we've, we've 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 raised some some decent uh some decent ideas that you got any rom-coms that you like that you'd throw out i'm really bad with rom-coms because i that's what that's one of my sort of genres that I'm, i've never been um particularly big with although if i was going to go slightly on brand for the podcast um that i host um, I do sort of, I, I, I'm, I like Moonstruck. I think that's decent. Um, so I think, you know, even though you get some Nick Cage cageisms in there, like Johnny lost his bride, Johnny lost his hand. And there is some of that in there. Um, I kind of like that everyone's, you know, it is Cher, but Cher's kind of like shared down. She's kind of like dulled down. It's, it's almost like, and these are like people I guess, relatively, who at the time we would have been in like their 30s or stuff. This wasn't like the young, hopeful romance kind of thing. So there is kind of like a groundedness to it as well. Um, and you get a lot of rom-coms where it's like, boy meets girl, and they go through this change in equilibrium, and then it, and everyone gets better, and then they have this honeymoon on the beach or whatever. There's just kind of like a groundedness to it that I kind of like, and I can kind of like, yeah, this is kind of nice. And then there's an old man who's got like five dogs, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the well, so your perfect brain switch off movie would be, I think we've touched on there. Five dogs needs to be there. <laughs> it specifically has to be no less than five hounds. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe hounds of the Baskervilles, or uh, I suppose we're going to see a lot of XL bullies, and surely they'll, they'll get sold off to Hollywood now. They're not allowed in Britain. Yeah, there's there's a bright future for the XL bullies. Um, if they do, like, we were speaking about Transformers early, like a Rise of the Beasts sequel, <laughs> Rise of the Bullies. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking J-Lo walking down the street. She's a dog walker. Um, and Matthew McConaughey Mahone, is coming up the street and he's eating, like, a bacon sandwich. And she's got just 15 XL bullies. And they all run down. She, it's San Francisco, obviously. So they all run down. One of she runs in front of a tram. Matthew McConaughey jumps and rescues her. The dogs are fine because you can't kill a dog in a film. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, life, life is bullyful or something. But sell it to Netflix. We make twenty million. <laughs> Easy money. Netflix will take anything. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think we're, we're kind of we're, we're finding some some good stuff here for. Should we start to come to our, our conclusion of what, what you think would be like the, the pitch perfect best movie to switch your brain off to? Let's uh let's let's do that. Let's end this on a high note. <laughs> Shall I will tell you what, I'll give you my choice and then you can come in and crush it with your choice. <laughs> I've I've gone for a film that is like it's kind of switched off with you. You don't need to listen to any of the science that's in it. You can just go along and it's pretty it's it's designed like a roller coaster. Tremors, 1990s Tremors. Oh, that's uh, good. With Kevin Bacon, I'm I'm always happy to see Kevin Bacon. Um, and and then there's there's other people in the film. No one in that film has ever done anything else. <laughs> um, even the Worm probably had a better career than most of the other actors. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> that worm grew up to be Donald Trump, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that worm does act like Donald Trump, like just going after anyone that's taking attention away from it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tremors, like, I think, is, is a... You, you can put it on at any point in the film. Like, even if it's, say, it's showing on BBC Two, you're not going to put it on and go, oh, God, mm. I don't understand. Because because they know it's a dumb film. They pretty much catch you up. Like, they introduce new people to what's going on in the valley, like, once every seven minutes, where they're just like, there's big worms under the ground, and they're trying to kill us. <laughs> <It'll be enough. laughs> As if they know, like, no one's starting this from the start. No, you, you, can, you can join in the last five minutes of Tremors and be like, yeah, I get it, I'm on board. I'm completely in. Don't worry about it. And that's also my favourite rom-com, Tremors, because I, I like that his, uh, Kevin Bacon's arc in that is that he, he says he really likes like long-legged, blonde, hot girls with big boobs. And then when, when they meet their love interest, the film pretty much makes like, a, oh, wah, wah. And it's like, oh, she's a short scientist with dark hair. Oh, no. Oh, we've, well, we've all been there. Like, at the, when she was reading the script, the actress, she must have been like, wait, so I'm like... This ugly girl that he he has to grow to love because the, they nearly died. Is that the point of the film? <laughs> yeah, we've all been catfished by the um, the short, dark-haired scientist before. You know, Taylor's old as time. <laughs> yeah, I've got her on next week. She's going to do uh, films that make me catfish. Uh, <laughs> cowboys, best film to catfish a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> films that make me rob widows of ten thousand pounds. <laughs> Um, so what what would yours be then uh, as your kind of final final bit of advice to our our many listeners? I think there's there's another one I saw as like a um, like an anniversary rescreening a few weeks ago, and I think I think you can argue for interchangeability. But I saw the like Enter the Dragon a few weeks ago, um, and it was just like for ninety minutes or whatever, just just switch off, watch Bruce Lee scream at people, kick people, run around. A guy's got a claw on. Um, there's just a handsome white guy who gets punched and falls around. Um, it's great. Isn't Chuck Norris in Enter the Dragon? Doesn't he kill Chuck Norris at some at one point? I think it's if it's not Enter the Dragon, it's it's Game of Death or something. Oh, yeah. He's in one of them. It's um, like just handsome young Chuck Norris, pre beard though, so he wasn't at his full strength. That's right. I'm bringing back Chuck Norris facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate. I, like I remember when they came out, the Chuck Norris facts, and they were funny for a bit, and then people carried on doing them for twenty years, and you're like, he's not, he's not like culturally <laughs> uh, still significant enough to do these. Yeah, didn't he have like a was it like a cameo in Expendables two or three or something? He did a Chuck Norris fact, yeah. and then he left. I was like, <laughs> okay, now it's dead. Now it's officially <laughs> dead. Um, although I will say, t- Walker Texas Ranger. That was all right. Great theme tune that he sang. Um, yeah, he actually listens to the pod as well, so we'd be advised. Chuck, if you're listening, um, the best film for you to switch your brain off to would be one of your own, I guess. <laughs> oh, when the eyes of the ranger are upon you, any wrong with this <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, so you're going... Um, you're going uh, I was about to say Kiss of the Dragon. It's not that... <laughs> Enter the Dragon. This is not the, the, the Bruce Lee, Jeff Goldblum team up. <laughs> we are sexy, Bruce Lee. That's why I made all that noises. 
Oh God, for fe- for fear of like doing something completely just offensive, it would just be ha 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 ha. Wow, a classic Bruce Lee scream prior to him kicking a man's fucking head off. Um, me in the cinema, rock hard, only seat booked. Let's do, it. let's go, let's do it. All right, nice. There we go then. So uh, we we've shouted out a few choices there, but we're ending on either uh, tremors from me. Or enter the dragon from you. Uh, before we go, then have you got uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, absolutely. Um, so outside of, I think we've created two new horrifying genres of movies today. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye out for those. Uh, but I have two podcasts because I'm a greedy, greedy boy. Uh, the first is Cage Rage, a Nicholas Cage podcast, uh, in which I am joined by. Various delightful guests on my journey to what I call true cage nirvana, covering the entire body of work of the man I call the golden hog of Hollywood, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> where, uh, dear Mr. Jamie Ellerton has been a former guest on the show. We covered uh, Drive Angry for a delightful episode. Um, and I also have another podcast called Getting the Foe You, where myself and fellow cage po- podcaster Petros Petsilibus um are all aboard the what we call the defoe commotion train where we are covering the entire body of work of mr willem defoe covering the de highs the de lows all things of willem defoe in a dedicated defoe podcast um so cage rage getting defoe you you can find those on all the usual streaming services and you can find them on all your social medias as well Oh, there we go. And you're about to launch one uh, defending people who did the January 6th insurrection as well, aren't you, where you interview <laughs> different members each week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called um, the They Did Nothing Wrong pod. <laughs> <laughs> what lovely tattoos you've got, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's nothing wrong with patriotism. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So um, I think you might be coming back next week for our uh, for our next episode, so that'd be good. Um, but apart from that, have a have a great week, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. What a joy. I'll see you next week. Wink, wink, maybe. <laughs> I'll see you, mate. See you.